to the show. This is Dylan James and JT Taylor alongside me as always. JT, there's been so much going on in sports. Tonight, actually, in sports, we have four, count them, four major league sports, professional sports, playing at least one game tonight. Oh, yeah. Lots of action going on. That doesn't happen, ever. Baseball, hockey, basketball. We got NFL tonight, Thursday night football. It's incredible. It's incredible. But, you know, hey, that's really, really cool. Um, So, yeah. So, we have that going on. How's your week been so far? It's been good, man. Been uh, busy with uh, doing a lot of stuff, working at Under Armour. We got this promotion going right now where if you, uh, at our store that I'm at, where if you try any shoe and like you're buying something, yeah. like you just try on the shoe, any footwear at Under Armour stairs at Dizzy Springs, and you'll get 20% off your entire purchase. Why didn't you tell me this before? So right now we're doing that between now and October 31st. I was at Di- I was at Disney Springs yesterday, and you didn't tell me this yesterday? Sorry, bro. I would have gotten 20% <laughs> off at Under Armour. Well, it's still going on, bro. Oh, my it's still going gosh. On. You, got to, to, you got to Halloween. I have to go over there now. I have to drive over hey, to Disney Springs, fight the, the crowds. Podcast, you can go right now. Ugh. I don't want to do buy that. something, buy a shirt, you get 20% off. Try on some shoes. I'll think about it. That's a good deal, though. Go try on some shoes at Under Armour. Is it nationwide or is it just that store? Um, I think it's at, I don't know. I think it's at all the brand houses, but I'm not 100% sure. But I know we're doing here. Do you say all the frat houses? <laughs> I said brand houses. Brand houses. Okay. Frat houses. I was like, what did you just say? <laughs> brand houses. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Well, I mean, definitely go check that out. Um, so, yeah, this week we've been in talks with several professional sports teams, uh, semi-professional sports teams, and also some other companies as well, trying to get some sponsorships sponsorships drummed up. And I'm on the right path, but to get us to go over the hump, go on iTunes right now, uh, while you're listening to this podcast, if you want to give us a five-star rating and also a review as well. It makes our, it makes our podcast look better um and i mean if if you don't think that we're a five-star podcast that's fine that's fine just let us know don't give us a you know two-star rating or whatever but you know uh we prefer a five-star review rating from you so um definitely do that because it looks good for us and it also looks good for sponsors to make this show better for you and for us to do more giveaways in the future um if if you share our page right now and you are also um going to be giving us a five-star rating and review you can post on our page just say done and if you do that we will actually be entering you into a contest to win a 25 dollars gift card to cracker barrel that uncle bobby is providing we will be giving you a 25 dollars gift card to cheesecake factory which i'm providing and also a free chick-fil-a sandwich to your email your personal email uncle bobby will email it to you himself um, he will not send you spam. He's already told us to you he will not send you spam. We'll talk about more of that more of that whenever he comes into the studio um, with his with his scam alert. But yeah, he won't send you spam. He'll just send you a free Chick Fil A sandwich if you do it. So there you go. Um, that's always a good thing. So let's move on to some sports. Let's talk about college football. Um, it was a huge week in college football. There were a lot of upsets starting at the very beginning of the week with the Clemson Tigers going down to the Syracuse Orange, which. I kind of hinted that it might be a closer game than people thought last week on the podcast. I didn't say it was going to be a blowout, um, but I said, you know, Clemson better watch out with the Syracuse team. 
and it happened. They beat him 27-24. On Friday the 13th, no less. On Friday the 13th. And then also Cal beat the Washington State Cougars 37-3. So there were two upsets right there at the very beginning of the weekend, and I, I there's nothing else to explain it. It was Friday the 13th. <laughs> that, that's it. Well, that wasn't the only upset that happened this weekend. Of course, one I was hoping would happen, but came up short. The Longhorns going down to the Sooners. We were down 23-10, to 10, and then the Longhorns took the lead 24-23 late in the uh, fourth, or kind of early in the fourth quarter. And then Baker Mayfield just threw a deep long ball to, uh, I think, Mark Andrews got that touchdown to give them the victory. So the Sooners took it up, and the Longhorns, we just got to rebound and get ready for next week. Uh, this weekend coming up, uh, Arizona State, they beat Washington. Yeah, they did. Yes, 13 they did. 7, so that was very surprising. And LSU, I guess, or Orgeron, Eddie O, he figured it out because they beat Auburn 27 23. That's insane. That's incredible. Also, Tennessee lost this weekend to South Carolina. The Gamecocks, um, Butch Jones is still the head coach of Tennessee. Ask me why. I will tell you. I don't know. I don't know why he's still the coach there. He needs to be fired. I will say this every single week until he actually is fired because uh, he just needs to get out. We need to change a pace in Tennessee. He is not the the play caller we need. He is not the coach we need to be the captain of the ship there in Tennessee. Um, Knoxville's having some big trouble, and especially this weekend with them being 35-point underdogs against an Alabama, Alabama Crimson Tide squad that is quite strong and undefeated up to this point. So, um, Good luck. <laughs> there's there's nothing more I can say. Butch Jones needs to be gone. He needs to be fired. Um, but, you know, as to when it will be, as to who his replacement will be, I'm still kind of left in the dark. So we'll see if something happens about that. Um, going on to another team that I actually called, another game last week that I called. Um, I believe it was the Memphis Tigers over Navy, the Navy Midshipmen. Yep. Yeah. So Memphis won. So I'm actually doing really good with these upset picks this year. Yeah, man. Doing so, pretty good. So if you need... But you want to take a guess who Navy's playing this weekend? Um, UCF, the Knights, man. Oh. And they're undefeated. The Knights they are. destroyed East Carolina. They destroyed them 63-21. to Whoo. Mackenzie Milton, man, is just on fire. He's killing it, man. Yeah, killing he is. It. Yeah, he is. So that's going to be... Um, UCF's going to be away in that game, actually. Yeah, so... And It'll be in Navy, yeah. So that's going to be a tough game, but I think UCF has what it takes. UCF has been looking really, really good. That's a head coach that actually has Scott been Frost, yeah. popped up on several radars recently, but the the school came out and said that they are going to upgrade his salary next season for him to stay there, and also his assistants as well, because they know that Scott Frost and his assistants are a tight-knit group, and they are willing to pay him big money to keep him there and it sounds like scott frost wants to stay there which is a good thing so UCF's Why not? Program, it's ucf you're in the state of florida easy to recruit get players you know the gators aren't doing so hot right now exactly so you got a chance and if you if you create ucf as a a household name like that's huge that's absolutely huge for your career i mean if you're just there for five years and you take ucf to to the college football championship twice Three times. Do you think that would have happened without Scott Frost being there? No. Probably not. No. 
Because remember, after Blake Bortles left, UCF went what zero and twelve. Yeah, it was it was under bad. George O'Leary. And it was then bad. He, he, they had a local bar here that was offering free beer for fans as they were watching the UCF game, and if they kept losing, they were going to keep offering free beer for this bar. Like it got really really bad with UCF, and Scott Frost came in, and he's been there what? This is his second year or first year? No, I believe it's his second year. Second year. So this is his second year. And that program looks real good. So we'll see what happens uh, later on in the season, see if they can actually keep up this undefeated streak and go streaking into the college football playoff. All right, Dylan, let's preview some games this weekend in college football. We got some big games this week. We got Memphis against Houston. That's going on tonight. We got Oklahoma State against the Texas Longhorns. Iowa State against Texas Tech. As I mentioned, UCF are taking on Navy. Michigan and Penn State. That's going to be the big game. You got USC against Notre Dame. And Ole Miss taking on LSU. So, yeah, you have some really big matchups coming up, um, especially with Michigan and Penn State. That's that's a huge matchup right there. I think that Penn State's going to have their hands full there. It's a good thing they're playing at home because I don't think it's going to be as daunting of a task to beat Michigan as it would be if they were up in Ann Arbor. But that's going to be a game to watch this weekend. I think that everyone should keep an eye on that one. And... Um, Definitely keep tabs on that one. So another uh, SEC game, Auburn and Arkansas is happening this weekend, which Arkansas is not doing that well this season, so Auburn should run all over them. Um, And let's see, Colorado is going up against Washington State. So Washington State just coming off their first loss of the season. So we'll just have to see if they can bounce back at home against a Colorado team that's actually done pretty well this season, even though their record doesn't indicate it. So um, we'll see what happens in these slate of games. So, uh, JT, let's look at your upset alert of the week. Who would that be? My upset alert I'm going to go with this week is I'm going to pick Ole Miss over LSU. Now, I know Ole Miss, they've been kind of struggling this season, but they got some wins. They beat Vandy last week. So, they've been playing well. LSU, I know they've been on a two-game win, but they've really, like, they barely won those games, Dylan. And they've been such an up-and-down team. And I think that's going to continue. So I don't think LSU is going to be able – they're going to be at the Grove and Ole Miss. Yeah. So Ole Miss, you know they're going to come out high toddy, ready to go. So I think the Rebels are going to upset the Tigers this weekend. I'm going to go, especially with this being a home game for this team and also a nationally televised game for this team, I'm going to go with Notre Dame over USC. Ooh. Because Notre Dame plays really well when the lights are on. And I think they can actually upset USC to move to 6-1 and one on the season, and USC would drop to 6-2 and two on the season. So I think that's a game to watch um, because they're always just a, an offensive juggernaut when it comes to playing on national television, and this game will be sort of the same. So I think the Notre Dame has a really, really good shot of winning against USC. Um, moving on to NFL, let's look at some of the games that happened this past weekend. So one of the big games that happened this weekend was the Eagles versus the Panthers. It was the first game of the week. It was a Thursday night game. Eagles came out of that one with a win, um, beating Cam Newton and the Panthers squad over in Carolina, which was huge. Um, JT, what were some other games that popped out in your head? Well, Dylan, again, it popped out of my head, why this computer is taking forever, I have no idea, is the Falcons and Dolphins. The Falcons were up 17-3 to in this game, and they blew a 17-point lead 
I, sounds familiar. The Super Bowl. <laughs> it sounds really familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Except that was a bigger lead. But Jay Cutler just couldn't get anything going for like the first half, and then they just picked it up second half. And the Dolphins they stunned the Falcons twenty to seventeen. The Bears coming out of nowhere. Mitchell Trubisky getting a win on the road in Baltimore. Look at him. Wow. Deshaun Watson. He was on fire, even though grass against the Browns. I know they haven't been much. Our Titans will play them this weekend, so that should be a W, right? Hopefully so. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, we know what happened, Dylan, against the Vikings and the Packers. Aaron Rodgers goes down yeah, with a yeah, broken collarbone. Tough. That's going to pretty much hurt the Packers' chances to make the playoffs. But Mike McCarthy, he's sticking with uh, Brent Huntley. He's going to be the quarterback. Uh, they're not going to sign Kaepernick or anybody, uh, RG3, or none of those guys. He's sticking with this guy, so you got to give him credit for that. Detroit, what happened to that defense, man? You guys were giving points all over to Drew Brees. They were tearing up the Lions' defense, uh, 52-38. to And then, of course, the Patriots got away with that game against the Jets. I mean, they should have at least gone to overtime. But the Patriots, they got away with that one. Uh, the Redskins being the 49ers. The, the Cardinals, they almost blew a 30-point nothing lead to the, the Buccaneers. And uh, James Winston didn't play that game. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic. He, yep. The Rams' defense hold on against the Jaguars. The Steelers beat the Chiefs. That was a stunner. And so the Chiefs are no longer undefeated. The Giants, where they been? They came and beat the Broncos. Wow. Didn't see that coming. And then, of course, our Titans, who didn't look good the first three quarters in that Monday Night Football game against the Colts, finally showed up in the fourth quarter, and Mark Springer got the job done, and we got a W. And that's a game we had to win, Dylan, because it keeps us in the AFC South race for the division title. Huge game for us. Huge game for us. And I think that we'll continue to build on that success, especially since Marcus Mariota actually practiced today, um, a full participant in practice today, which means that he is good to go for this coming up weekend. And that hamstring should be feeling a lot better this weekend than it did last weekend. So that's a really, really good thing for Marcus Mariota and the Titans. Um, so yeah, looking at some of these other games, the Packers with Aaron Rodgers going down, let's say that Brett Hundley loses the next three games as the starting quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. So you're telling me that Mike McCarthy will not change his mind and go with somebody else in the waiver wire? That's what he said. Do you not see his press conference when a reporter was asking him? He was heated. Well, he was fired well, up. and also he, he was heated because people were asking about Colin Kaepernick too. But just any backup uh, that, that's out there on the free agency market right now, I, I think that there could be somebody that they could go to that could come in and play in relief of Brett Hundley. Because Brett Hundley, I don't think he's going to win games for them. I don't think he's going to be as uh, decisive of a quarterback as Aaron Rodgers is. But and remember, Dylan, they're running their West Coast offense. It's not You, you can't get someone from off the street that's going to be able to pick it up and learn it that quickly. True. That's why they were talking about Colin Kaepernick going there. And Colin Kaepernick's favorite team when he was growing up was the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, but now that Colin Kaepernick fired that, that filed that grievance, I, I don't see any team signing him, at least not right now. Well, anyway, moving on to Ryan Fitzpatrick with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a fun stat for you to know. Ryan Fitzpatrick, of every NFL team he's ever been signed to, he has always started at least at some point in the season on that team. So what I'm saying is the starting quarterback for all of those teams went down with injury and Ryan Fitzpatrick came in in relief of that said quarterback on every single team he's been signed to. Isn't that incredible? Like every single team, the Titans, he, he came in in relief of Jake Locker when he went down with an injury with the Jets. He went down, uh, Geno Smith went down with injury 
and Ryan Fitzpatrick came in. Last year, Geno Smith went down again, and Ryan Fitzpatrick came in again. With Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston just went down this weekend. He came in in relief of Jameis Winston. Like, uh, for some reason, he is a curse going to NFL teams. If you don't want your starting quarterback to get hurt, don't sign Ryan Fitzpatrick because he's going to somehow. I don't know if it's voodoo. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that man. But it's the kiss of death if you sign Ryan Fitzpatrick to your team for your starting quarterback. Tough to say it, but it is. All right, Dylan. Well, let's preview this week uh, in NFL. We got the Chiefs and the Oakland Raiders tonight. Uh, we mentioned the, the Titans and Browns on Sunday. You also got Saints and Packers. You got the Cardinals and the Rams. I believe that game's going to be played in London this weekend. And then you also have the Steelers and Bengals, Ravens and Vikings. Um, the Sunday night game's going to be the Falcons and the Patriots, the rematch of this, this year's Super Bowl. But it'll be in New England this time. So I think the Patriots are going to be the favorite of that. And in the Monday night game, the Redskins and the Eagles. Will the Eagles continue to be on hot streak? Or Kirk Cousins might have something to spoil the party. Yeah, Kirk Cousins, I mean, he, he's one of those juggernaut players that he can have really, really good games. And the Redskins aren't looking awful this season. So, I mean, he could possibly come in there and win the game for them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the big games going on this weekend. Um, Dolphins and Jets is actually a good game to watch. That's actually a really good one simply because the Jets, we didn't think they were going to be the team they were this season. Plus, the Dolphins are not looking at all what we thought they were going to be. So, you know, that that's a battle um, in that division right there to see who can actually go up against the Patriots and actually potentially win um, later in the season. So that's going to be an interesting game to watch. Um, Brett Hundley as the starting quarterback in Green Bay is going to be interesting too, um, especially since against the Saints defense. He might actually win this game simply because the Saints defense is not that good. Um, although Green Bay's defense is not the best either but uh, you know that that's the the ongoing trend that's happening in the NFL this season I don't really necessarily see a dominant defense in the league this year name me one dominant defense this season there hasn't been one it keeps rotating one makes the Rams then it's the Jaguars then it's the the Bills but they lost so yeah early in their season it was it was the Broncos the Falcons, now they've lost so Steelers I, I mean you, you would have said the Chiefs but now they lost so you know what? They had to pick a team. The Steelers' defense played good against the Chiefs this weekend. Yeah, so yeah, that's what we want to go with. But like I said, it changes every week. It's the flavor of the week. It changes every week, man. Mm-hmm. All right, Dylan. Is there anything else before we move on to some baseball? No. Let's move on to some baseball. All right. So the New York Yankees, they were down 2-0 against the Astros. And they came back and won uh, their game last night. So Aaron Judge, he's been showing up uh, after having a bad postseason run. He's picked it up. So now the Yankees are up 3-2 to two in their series, and they will play tomorrow, I believe, in Houston. But Houston's been undefeated at home, Dylan, in these playoffs. So Houston, I expect them to bounce back at home, win the series, and then they'll be playing the World Series. The Dodgers, of course, they're up 3-1. The Cubs came back. Uh, Baez got a couple runs to keep him in it, and the Cubs won the game last night to stay alive, but they're going against Clayton Kershaw tonight, and I think he's going to close the deal and put the Dodgers ticket in the World Series. I mean, I, I we'll talk about the Cubs later because I, I do talk about it in my final thoughts tonight. But um, the Yankees-Houston Astros series has actually been a very, very good series so mm-hmm. far. Um, I wish that the Astros would have at least won one game in New York. That would have been the best way to do it. 
but now they have to go home. They have to win both home games in Houston. They can do it. Um, I'm sure that you know s- several coworkers we have will be very happy, especially Dylan. Um, Dylan with a Y will be very very happy if the Houston Astros do win this game um, and win both games to go on to the World Series, which that would that would help my prediction a little bit. At least it would be half right if the Cubs do get a loss against the Dodgers tonight. So. We'll see what happens, but um, it's it's just it's interesting to watch. So I love MLB playoffs. I mean, that's the only time I ever watch it, and it's just so so fun, so fun to watch. It's incredible, and especially with these teams. They keep you know going down in a hole and then digging themselves out of it. It's just phenomenal. Anyway, moving on to some basketball news: the Cavaliers win their opener, but Gordon Hayward went down with a serious ankle injury last night. Um, it was a fracture they said but it was definitely a huge break it was it was awful um so the boston celtics are down with one of their best players right now so with that injury jt do you think the boston celtics can still be a competitor although they'll be a competitor because you got Kyrie irving there but Kyrie irving is more the pressure on him now because now gordon hayward's gonna be out for most of the season we don't know how long but we just assume he's gonna be out for a majority of the season He's going to have to carry that team now all by himself, and they made a trade. He said he wanted to be the man. Now he's going to get his chance with the Boston Celtics to carry that team. So in the East, you know, we know Dylan's not that strong as the Western Conference, so the Celtics will definitely be in the playoffs. The question is, when they get there, will that team be ready to take on the likes of Cleveland or Toronto or uh, the Wizards? We'll have to wait and see. But I think the Celtics will be okay. So you think the depth on that team is – is good enough to withstand a full season and actually make it in the playoffs? Definitely, definitely, for okay. sure. Good. Um, now, Jeremy Lin also got injured last night, too, with a leg injury. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, it appeared on the play that he injured his knee for Jeremy Lin, so they had to do some MRI testing today, and they're saying that it's a ruptured tendon in his knee or somewhere in his knee, so they're saying he's going to be out for quite a significant amount of time, so he might miss a majority of the season as well. It's a huge blow for the book of the Nets because the Nets, you know, they're kind of rebuilding right now, and they kind of need their pieces intact to make them competitive to make the playoffs. Now they're not. That's good news for Orlando Magic because we play them tomorrow. So the Magic, they got off to a win last night against the Miami Heat. The Miami Heat last night, 116-109. So the Orlando Magic are looking pretty good so far. They're looking good. Yeah, exactly. A good way to start the season. Yep. But a team that did not start off well this season, at least last night, the Phoenix Suns broke a record last night in uh, NBA history as they lost their home opener to the Portland Trailblazers by 48 points. 124 to 76. Wow. Awful. Unbelievable. But the Suns need to pick it up. Speaking of a team that's picking it up, the Tampa Bay Lightning. They are the number one team in the NHL right now, and they are the top team in the Eastern Conference. Nikita Nikita, uh, Kucherov. Kucherov. He's been (laughs) struggling with that name. They're so hard to say. I know. He's been tearing it up with the Lightning, uh, scoring goals. I think he's been a streak of eight or nine, uh, like four or five games now. He has a goal streak going on right now. So he's doing pretty well for the Lightning. Uh, their goalie's doing pretty good. Stamkos, he's carrying a team back after being out for so long with an injury. So the Lightning are looking very good right now and carrying on in the Eastern Conference. The top team in the Western Conference right now, Dylan, is Los Angeles Kings. They are doing very well in the Eastern Con- in the Western Conference. And, you know, the Kings, they've been down the last couple of years, but looks like they've gotten their mojo back. 
Yeah, yeah, the John, LA the Kings look pretty good. are looking really, really good in the West, and it's a team that the Preds are going to have to face sometime this season, and it's going to be a tough, a tough series um, against those two teams. But speaking of the Predators, uh, the Predators are actually starting off with an okay start. They had they're three and three. They're three two and one. I'm sorry, that's the actual record. Um, but they lost in overtime once, and they've lost two games on the road. But they won all three of their home games, so um, they're actually going back on the road against the Flyers tonight. Um, they're actually playing right now as we speak. Um, it looks like the Flyers have sh- six shots on goal, and the Predators have three shots on goal. Um, in the first period with 10 minutes left to go at 0-0 in the game so far. So um, the Predators are looking pretty good at home. They've they've started to gel. That That's the thing they needed to do. Um, their defensive pairings, their young pairings, um, Sam Gerrard came in there and he's been playing lights out. Uh, we lost our captain for a few games, but Roman Yossi came back um, earlier this week and he came out swinging. Uh, he, he scored two goals and an assist. A uh, great way for him to start back. And Victor Arvidsson with the game winner that night. Um, Victor has been playing very, very well as well. So um, it's looking like they had a bargain with him because they did not pay him starting money. Um, they paid him a really, really good salary, but it's uh, not something that you would you would uh, say, oh, that's a great contract for a hockey player it's really not but um, it's great though they're they're playing really really well and moving on to the Washington Capitals your Capitals what's happening the past two games well Barry Trotz has been making a lot of lineup changes I remember Dylan our defense is going to take a little work this season and we've had uh, some bad games we played the Devils this past weekend we got beat 8-2 our defense was really bad in that game and then we played the Toronto Maple Leafs the other night. We lost them 2 nothing. The Maple Leafs, of course, we know they gave us fits in the playoffs earlier uh, in April this year. So the Capitals are just trying to figure out the system. It's going to take some time. So Barry Trotz, he'll eventually figure it out, playing around the lines with Nicholas Backstrom, Tom Wilson, Ovechkin, moving him around, keep his legs fresh. That's more important. So the Capitals will get there. Uh, we play the Detroit Red Wings tomorrow um, in Detroit. So be at the, the new arena for them, the Little Caesars Arena. So that'll be interesting. But the Cavs will eventually get it together. Just got to give it time. Uh, but a team that has been doing really well, the Vegas Golden Knights, they lost their first game, but they've won five straight games, Dylan. They're the first expansion team to do that in NHL history. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, they've, they've been playing lights out, especially with James Neal being on that team. James Neal has been producing for them night in and night out. Even if he's not getting on the scoreboard, he is out there. He's everywhere on the ice. Um, so that team is... Looking really, really good. Um, I think it'll be a good team to keep your eye on throughout the season, and I think they could possibly make a, a push to the playoffs towards the end of the season as well. So if they're playing at this pace, they're going to be playing well into um, the Stanley Cup Finals. So it'll be a great thing to watch. So um, let's move on to JT's favorite segment of the week, ours as well. JT's football recap of the week. JT, the microphone is all yours. Thanks, Dylan. All right, so going to start with the latest from the NWSL Championship game that was right here this past Saturday at the Orlando City Stadium between the Portland Thorns and North Carolina Courage. The Portland Thorns defeated the North Carolina Courage 1-0 with a goal from Lindsey Horan in the 50th minute. So for the Portland Thorns, they've clinched their second title in the league uh, this season. So congrats to them. Uh, Orlando City SC, they played a game this past Sunday against the Columbus Crew. Uh, 
the Orlando City SC lost their game 1-0 to the Columbus Crew. Uh, Dylan, as you know, it was Kaká's last game. So a very emotional game. Kaká, he tried to get a goal, but came short. And after the game, he was in tears, very emotional. There were fans right on the field to give him a hug. So I thought that was pretty interesting as well. So Kaká, obrigado, as they say in Brazil. Uh, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you for everything, man. And hope everything works out for you, whatever you decide to do next. All right, Dylan, on to some soccer news, and I'm going to talk about the latest from Europe as we had the Champions League that happened this past week. Uh, more notable matches that happened in the Champions League. Barcelona, they won their game pretty easily yesterday over against the Olympiacos. Juventus won their game 2-1 to over Sporting Lisbon. Chelsea and AS Roma got a 3-3 draw, and Manchester United defeated Benfica 1-0. So that was a big game as well. And then also in the Champions League, Manchester City beat Napoli 2-1, and Red Bull Leipzig defeated FC Porto 3-2. Real Madrid and Tottenham got a 1-1 draw. And then other news going on in the Columbus Crew situation, their owner, Anthony Precourt, has said that he's threatening to move the team to Austin, Texas. So I will explain more of this in my final thought. But this was a stunner. Uh, I can't believe this is going on for a club that had so much history, been around the league since it first started. They were the first original MLS franchise. And Anthony Precourt, he basically bought the team, and they had a clause in his contract when he bought the team that says, you got to keep the team in the Columbus for 10 years. But there's an out clause that says, unless he decides to move his team in Austin. And MLS has been suspicious because they trademark trademark a couple team names, Austin FC and Austin Athletic. So Don Garber's pretty much giving him his blessing. So fans, you got to fight this. So hashtag save the crew. But I'll talk more about this during my final thought. All right, guys. Some games to watch this weekend. You got MLS Decision Day. So the games I'm going to recommend you check out is the only game that really going to affect anything. FC Dallas against LA Galaxy and the San Jose Earthquakes against Minnesota United. Basically, if San Jose wins, they're in the playoffs. If they lose, FC Dallas wins, they're in the playoffs. You also got the USL playoffs this weekend as well. Uh, San Antonio FC against Tulsa. So check that out. It's going to be on YouTube this weekend. And then my European match of the week is going to be on Sunday. You got Tottenham Hotspur against Liverpool. That's at 11 a.m. on NBCSN. And then Marseille against PSG. That's at 3 p.m. on BN Sports. And that will include my football recap of the week. So moving on to miscellaneous news, there is a hockey league out there that is changing their playoffs. Uh, JT, give us some more about that. Yes, yeah, so the Austrian uh, Erste Bank East Hockey Liga. That's the Austrian league. Interesting. Uh, they are changing the rule for the playoffs. So basically, the top three teams in the 18 playoff field get to select their first round opponents. From the number five through eight seeds, the top seed gets their first choice, then the second seed, and then the third seed. Then the fourth seed gets the team that is left over. All the matches are a three-game series, and the winners are reseeded in the second round based on the regular season record. There's no, there's no random draw. That's crazy. Can you imagine, Dylan, if the NHL did this? I've done one thing, and the Predators, if the Blackhawks had their choice, they would not pick the Predators in the first round. <laughs> they would not. And they my would Capitals not. would not pick the Maple Leafs, that's for sure. All right, Dylan. Uh, the Orlando, speaking of hockey, the Orlando Solar Bears, they won their first game this past week, beating the Jacksonville Icemen 5-4 uh, to four in the ECHL in overtime. Orlando Solar Bears will play the Allen Americans this weekend. 
Uh, Detroit Pistons, they finally moved to the Motor City for the first time after like 30 years playing over in Auburn Hills and in Pontiac. They've been out of Detroit in the suburbs for a long time, and now they finally can play home because they're sharing that arena with Detroit Red Wings, the Little Caesars Arena. So they played their first game last night, got a win, and Eminem was giving them a shout-out as well. The biggest thing that's coming out of this week is D- uh, Dallas is actually getting the 2018 NFL Draft next year at AT&T Stadium, which is going to be really, really good news for them. Landon Donovan and Eric Winalda considered running for USSF president yes. as well. Yes, Sunil Glides going to get some competition from uh, St. Gons and uh, Paul LaPointe. And now you got Landon Donovan, who's a former player. He's interested in running for USSF. F. Presley, that's going to be on February 10th, right here, Dylan, in Orlando. And Eric Ronaldo, you know, he's been on Fox Sports. He's saying it's time for change in the soccer after we missed the World Cup. So, America's got soccer's got to do something. We got four years to figure it out. So, why not? Change in the leadership is what we need to get something going for the U.S. men's national team and the U.S. women's national team. So, we'll keep you updated on that. All right, Dylan, what's your fantasy update in fantasy football? So, the fantasy update this week is first of all, I am coming back to a roaring. Uh, roaring streak um, to where I'm actually tied for second, I think, or tied for third. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of high up there now. Um, I'm doing really, really good in my league. Uh, JT, on the other hand, what's happening? Lots happening, JT. I'm struggling, man. I was close last week, but Antonio Brown got the touchdown. It pretty much killed me, and I picked up Trevor Simeon, but he did not do a good job. No, Against the Giants didn't. killed me, and Mariota couldn't save me, so... I'm on a four-game losing streak. My fantasy league, JT Sports Guy FC. Come on, guys! I gotta get it together. So I got Logan this week. Uh, Logan, he's he's his favorite, obviously. So I've made some changes. I picked up uh, Josh McCown. I picked up Mary. Obviously, well, I have Mariota still, and then I picked up uh, another quarterback. Because at this point, I need points, and I got some wide receivers help as well. So it's gonna I'm gonna have to keep it close because that's my best chance. But hope I can stay the streak. I'm not the only one. Susie's team is on a losing streak as well. So we got a snap. We both got a snap up at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Uh, so in looking at the at the rankings we have here, JT is in the very bottom, tied with Susie. Uh, one in five on the season, but your points four. You only have 338 points four. Yeah. JT, what's going on, man? Uh, Dylan with a Y is, stand, is number one in our division. Uh, he is killing, and he's 5-1 right now. He scored 658.02 points this season with his players. Absolutely phenomenal numbers. Um, I'm in tied in second with Jake Schmidt, believe. Um, I am 4-2 on the season. As of right now, I have Alex Smith, Terrell Pryor. Mike Wallace is questionable, so I'm trading him out, probably putting up um, Chris Ivory maybe in a, a flex spot and moving up Jarvis Landry in my wide receiver spot. Then I have Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson has been delivering a lot recently with the Washington Redskins. Even though he's not playing every single down as a running back, um, he is, he's got 11 points in the first week, 22 points second week, 24 points third week. Didn't really do so well against Kansas City, but then came back after the bye, and he scored 13, almost 14 points that day. So he's doing very well. Um, LaShawn McCoy is coming back. I had several offers for LaShawn McCoy, actually, um, in several trade-wise, because he's not doing so well. But I think he'll actually pick it back up towards the later part of the season, especially with Oakland coming up. uh, The Jets are coming up right after that. So I think he'll actually be okay. 
um, in the next few weeks. Austin Severian Jenkins, man, he almost broke it out for me this weekend. Um, after that touchdown, I was ecstatic. He, he gave me like 15 points at first, and then they brought it back. He only gave me 8.6 points, and I had Evan Ingram on my bench during that during that week. Um, it wouldn't have mattered anyway if he didn't play or played or whatever because I still won. But he scored 14 points. So Evan Ingram, if you haven't picked him up already, pick him up because he is actually a really, really good option to have. Another um, question I had tonight on our Facebook Live that we had um, was with with Ezekiel Elliott coming back, should I worry about starting him this week? And my answer is absolutely not. You shouldn't be worried at all. Ezekiel Elliott is Ezekiel Elliott, and he will be producing for you week in and week out as long as he is on the football field. The The games earlier this season were aberrations. Um, I think that Ezekiel Elliott will still put up really, really good numbers this season if he can stay on the football field. We don't know about his suspension. We'll know more about that in about two weeks. Um, and, but there are analysts saying that he will probably play the rest of the season, so Definitely expect him to play the rest of the season. Um, he's a really, really good uh, a good player, so I don't think you have to worry about him. Um, some other options, you know, I, I know with, with Aaron Rodgers going down with injury, you might be looking for a quarterback. So Jay Cutler is actually a quarterback you might want to take a look at. He actually produced okay last week. He scored 12 points. Um, so he's one of those kind of quarterbacks that – it's week in, week out. I mean, he might be good one week, bad the next week. But you can stream your quarterback too. So um, I know that Brett Hundley is playing up against New Orleans this weekend. That's actually a really good defense. That's a defense, a good defensive matchup for Brett Hundley to start with. So I would actually look at Brett Hundley as well because he's available in a lot of leagues. And also uh, Blake Bortles is playing up against Indi- Indianapolis this weekend. And with it being a divisional game, um, I think that he is going to produce quite well. He's produced more than 10 points a game, except for one against uh, against Pittsburgh um, in Week 5. But other than that, he scored at least 10 points in every single one of his games. I think he'd be a good player to pick up as well. Um, so looking at some other players to pick up, maybe some wide receivers. Let's go over there. Um there aren't many on the waiver. There aren't many really, aren't many really available um, when it comes to picking up some wide receivers. Um, but uh, I'm thinking Jerron Brown is an option that you might be able to pick up. Um, although John Brown is back, he's healthy. Um, uh, you know, maybe he might be something to look at, but I would seriously doubt it. I'm not really looking at too many wide receivers there. Um, and also, uh, running back-wise, we all know that Robert Turbin's out for a while because he did dislocate his elbow. Yes, you, you heard me correctly. He dislocated his elbow. Um, Marion Mack, uh, Marlon, I'm sorry, Marlon Mack, is going to be the new starting, uh, not starting, but he's going to be sharing carries with Frank Gore in Indianapolis. That'll be actually a really good pickup for you to have. So definitely look at Marlon Mack as a running back. Um, also, if you have Jarek McKinnon available in your league uh, with the Minnesota Vikings, I would seriously pick up Jarek McKinnon because he's going to be one of those shifty players from the backfield uh, running back-wise, and he can catch balls too. So he's a really good player to look at. Um, and, yeah, if you haven't picked up Smallwood yet, I would still pick up Wendell Smallwood. Um, he did have uh, some problems with his knee, but he is practicing um, in full for week seven. So I think that with that, um, he might be available in most leagues. So I would definitely look at him as a pickup for a flex, and he might be able to get you some more points. So that is my fantasy corner of the week. 
All right, Dylan, I'm just going to share just some breaking news real quick. So the Detroit Tigers have announced that they have hired Ron Gottenheyer. He's been rumored to be called the Red Sox, but he's official. He's going to be joining the Detroit Tigers for this upcoming season. And I forgot to mention earlier that the owner for the Columbus crew, he – the, the 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 season ticket holders renew their tickets, and then after they, he announced that they're going to pull that stunt and move to Austin in a couple of years to get a stadium, he's saying that those season ticket holders will not get a refund. Come on, man, really, really? Wow, that's just harsh, really harsh. And well, then, that money's going to relocating them. That's what it's doing. <laughs> Come on, MLS. That's incredible. Come on, MLS. We gotta fix that. And then of course, one more quick game to mention: Tampa Bay Rowdies. Taking on FC Cincinnati, who we've been in the news a lot, yeah, is really because yeah, yeah. they're trying to get an MLS as well. True, and that's what people are thinking that if Columbus goes, that opens up for FC Cincinnati. They, they might take their spot. So we'll have to wait and see. I guess Ohio is not big enough for two soccer teams. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Have that rivalry, man. Have that rivalry. That's gonna be awesome. But I just wanted to mention that. Uh, anything else, Dylan? Before we talk to Uncle Bobby for his scam alert. Um, score wise, Predators are still zero zero against the Flyers. Um, I'm trying to look at some other scores here. The Rangers are down to the Islanders two to one right now. The Bruins are up on the Canucks four to one in the first period, <laughs> scoring four goals in the first period. That's incredible. I actually watched the Toronto Maple Leafs last night. They're a good team. Like that's a team that you need to keep your eye on. Austin Matthews, Patrick Marlowe, he started, he's doing pretty well for He's them. doing pretty well, I'm too. Like, yeah, exactly. And I mean, Frederick Anderson, he's been playing on top of his mind. He got like 30 saves when he played against our Capitals the other night, man. Jeez. They're killing it. So I, I mean, Please, Toronto, if you play Pittsburgh, just beat them, please. And the funny <laughs> thing is, you think about it, uh, I think it was two or three years ago, there was not a single Canadian team that went to the playoffs. But now you see these Canadian teams, and they are just blowing up. So that's huge for them, and uh, hopefully they continue to with that success because Toronto is looking like a really, really good team. And now it's time for Uncle Bobby's Scam Alert, and this week we are pleasantly surprised that he's actually in the studio. He's in the building. It's phenomenal. It's not my fault. I'd have been here every time, but you guys were doing your stuff, uh-huh. and I'm left out in the cold. Excuses. Um, <laughs> so let's go with your scam, Uncle Bobby. So it's the NFL again, the Patriots-Jets game. Uh, the tight end for the Jets, Austin Savino Jenkins, uh, had a nice catch running into the end zone. Uh, at different angles showed he had control of the ball, and then when he was getting close to the pylon, he looked like he had lost control, gained it back, went down, rolled out, but he was still within the pylon. So touchdown was ruled, and then they decided to review it, which they have to, and then they came back saying we have a different angle showing that he never had control of the ball going out of the end zone, so they overruled it. The uh, Fox uh, referee, retired referee who does the uh, calls for them, mm-hmm. said he would have not overturned it if he was the uh, referee on the field. So I just don't understand what the NFL is doing, and they're just letting stuff happen. So, But anyway. Yeah, I, I, I understand. Um, the NFL does that every once in a while, though. They have calls where – it's just, you know, in the heat of the moment, they mess it up. And they've done that several times in the past few years. They did that during the Green Bay Packers versus Seattle Seahawks game a few years ago. Um, they, they do it every week. There's at least one big call. This one actually was a big, big call, though, because it had a lot of implications on the line. So if that touchdown would have up, uh, been upheld, um, the outcome of that game would have been uh, much different actually in that game so you know it's it's tough to see that kind of thing happen um but at the same time you know it, it would have been a tie game and he's seeing going into overtime it might have been the same exact winner it might have been the same you know the Patriots might have still won that game but we never know now so 
yeah, making them lose that one opportunity, and that's one game in the league. There's only 16 games in the season per team. So, you know, having that one game slip away like that, it's it's tough. But, you know, it happens. Moving on to winners and losers of the week. JT, I'll start with you. All right, guys. So my winner this week is Eagles defensive end Chris Long for deciding to basically forego his salary that he's getting paid in the NFL and he's going to donate it or basically all of his salary to uh, Educational Equality Fund and doing a fundraiser. So he's obviously, with all this stuff in the news about protesting all this, he's at least doing something to help his community. And I checked on ESPN Day saying that after the day after he did his announcement yesterday, he's already raised like $150,000 for that fund. That's incredible. That's uh, amazing. So good job, Chris. Good job. My loser this week is going to be the NASL's California teams. Now, in case you don't follow the NASL, they're supposed, if they, when they survive this lawsuit mess, they're going to have three teams in California possibly next season. Deltas, assuming if they get something figured out, there was a team named the Deltas. And the Deltas has nothing to do with the name has nothing to do with San Francisco. It's basically a triangle means change all that stuff. So I never understood that, but the logo kind of looks like a tech kind of logo thing so that's what they did with the deltas then you have down the road in orange county california their team they're gonna be an expansion in 2018 they're gonna be called california united fc and i'm like really we've seen enough united fc city on mls now you're gonna be lazy california united i mean i can understand it if that team was based in sacramento because that's state capital okay yeah, yeah that makes sense but you're gonna be in orange county what are you uniting not, it's not los angeles they're not, very, they're not very, they're not very creative in soccer when it comes to names. They're really not. They need to be more creative. Yes, Dylan, I agree with you on that one. And then yesterday, there, there's a team that's me in San Diego. They announced their name yesterday, and after all this fan vote, the team is going to be called San Diego 1904 FC. Wait, what? So hear me out, guys. So they announced in their press conference yesterday that. The team is called 1904 because S is the 19th letter in the alphabet, and 4 is represents D, which is like the fourth letter in the alphabet. That's literally what it says in their promotion. I'm like, what? And then people on Twitter were making Ron Burgundy jokes. Because remember, if you've seen the movie Anchorman, there's a scene where he's in the girl in the car, and he's talking about, you know, San Diego, San Diego, San Diego. They were found in 1904 by the Germans. So who would have thought 100 years later... You're going to have a soccer team that's going to play next year in the NASL, assuming it survives, called San Diego 1904 FC. And on top of that, their logo has a telescope in it. Wow. What? What? So those California teams in NASL are my loser this week. All right, Uncle Bobby, on to you. So my winner is uh, going to be Major League Baseball, uh, several teams along with Fox Sports. Um, the Wildfires in Northern California had a uh, – A's fan, um, first name is uh, Lauren, and he basically wrote to them and said he lost all his memorabilia in the fires, and he asked wow. if they would replace some of it. So they uh, stood up and uh, sent him some stuff, and it got out in the world, and basically several other teams uh, sent him some more stuff, and then uh, live on Fox Sports, uh, David Ortiz, Alex Rodriguez, Frank Thomas, and Keith Hernandez were signing bats, balls, and helmets to send to him, and they put up the address if any other teams want to send stuff to him to be sent to the fan to, to replace whatever he lost in the fire. So I'm glad to see that. Really nice. 
Awesome. And who is your loser? Uh, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell. <laughs> so he came out with his press conference after uh, some of the owners, not all of them, and a few players met to talk about the uh, National Anthem uh, non-protest, as they're calling it. Um, he basically said that, that everybody should stand, but he's still not going to mandate it yet. Um, he said there were six or seven players that are still protesting. Uh, my count for last week's games were six were on the kneeling uh, two sat and four stayed back in the locker room. So that's 12. Now, of course, we've had a few teams on bye week, so don't know how many more of them would have been it. So his count is off, but I thought for sure they were going to mandate it, but they still haven't done it yet. So, um, and the ratings are still tanking because of that. So we'll see what happens, but that's my loser. Awesome. Well, my winner this week is Teddy Bridgewater and the Minnesota Vikings because Teddy Bridgewater came out and said that he is planning on playing. He's definitely going to play in 2017. Is that Those were his exact words. Um, now he has to go on the field and actually work and, and get to that point to where he can actually play. So Minnesota, I mean, you might be getting your star quarterback ba- um, quarterback back pretty soon, um, which is pretty <laughs> cool. And then uh, my loser this week is the Boston Celtics, man. Just after that trade they had, they had so much... So much pride and so much, you know, to look forward to with Gordon Hayward, and then all of a sudden, he just goes down with a with a broken ankle, and it down goes Hayward. It was down a it was an awful break. So if you haven't seen the video, um, if you're squeamish, if you have a uneasy stomach, you shouldn't watch it because it's it's pretty awful. But um, all of our thoughts and prayers go out to Gordon Hayward and his family because that's uh, was a tough. A tough, tough pill to swallow for him and his family. Now on to some final thoughts. JT, you're first. All right, well, my final thoughts are going to go out to all the fans that were affected by the news a couple days ago in Columbus with the news that kind of shook the soccer world, MLS, where Anthony Precourt, he's the owner for the Columbus crew, he's basically told the city of Columbus, hey, guys, your stadium's not helping me making money, okay? I can't. The ticket sales are not going up or going down. And basically, if you're not going to do what I want, I'm going to move the team down to Austin, Texas. So this is stunning because the Columbus Crew, Dylan, they are an original MLS franchise. They were the first MLS franchise when that league started. They got tons of history, especially at Maffrey Stadium. It's got so much history there. Columbus, they won the MLS Cup in 2008. Of course, the U.S. Men's National Team, they played all their games against Mexico up in Columbus. So it's famous for Dose Zero. So a lot of history there. And in Columbus, those fans, I love those yellow jerseys they wear. It's just amazing. I love those jerseys. So the fact that the owner is pulling this bold move, kind of like what happened, sorry, do you see what happened with the Sonics when they left to go to Oklahoma City? It's the same thing you're seeing now in MLS. And you know, you can argue about the single entity, closely, all this stuff, and promote all this stuff. We can say that for another day. But Anthony Precott, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? This team has so much history. You spent all that money, and now you're not happy because you're not getting what you want, and now you want to move the team? That's just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So I'm calling all the fans for all the MLS teams to talk to those owners, especially here in the Orlando City. Tell these guys to vote no and don't let this team move because this is such a tragedy. You don't, you cannot let this happen when the team has so much history. I mean, MLS is expanding anyways. So give you want Austin that bad, give it an expansion team. Don't move another team just for the sake of moving it. And Don Garber, he said the same thing. Oh, well, I don't want my team to relocate, but I'm willing to support the owner of the Columbus crew if he's looking at options outside Columbus. What? This is an original franchise, not Chief Us USA. Come on, man. So, guys, 
Tell those owners, do not vote for this move. And Columbus, hash, with you, man, hashtag save the crew. There you go. That was passionate right there. Passion, to say the least. Uncle Bobby. So I have uh, two quick final thoughts. My first one is the, uh, I don't know if you heard, but the uh, owner of the Magic, uh, Mr. Voss's wife, passed away uh, at the age of 90. So I just got to wonder if maybe this will be the year he may decide to sell. Uh, it happened possibly before. Remember, he had said he wanted to sell the team before. Ooh. He had a change of heart. Um, and then uh, he's had the team ever since back, and he never sold it. But I just got to wonder now maybe with her passing away. I mean, he's not really involved anyway. Uh, the Suns pretty much run it. Uh, but I'm just wondering maybe this could be the end of the DeVos era for the Magic. We'll That's another hot say. take. Yeah. That's a hot take right there, Uncle Bobby. Right so, here in, out of bounds of Dylan James. And the other one I have is a, uh, a correction. We haven't had a correction yet on the, on the uh, out of bounds. But I'm I sure we should one. have had several okay. corrections. Well, i got to mention mine. Mine <laughs> was podcast. the uh, – Mine was the – Are we uh, part of the interruption now? <laughs> <laughs> My, uh, Tony, give me correction. <laughs> the Panthers-Eagles uh, game where the fan got uh, assaulted by the other fan. I had mentioned that – I was mentioning that it was like the game was in Philadelphia – where they have a, a jail underneath the stadium there, but it was in Carolina. So I just want everybody to know that I didn't want to say the game was in Philadelphia, it was in Carolina, but I was trying to emphasize that the fan who got up and ran away after he assaulted the other fan, maybe he thought he was in Philadelphia and he wanted to go to jail at the game. So that's what it was. So that's my correction. Sorry about that. All right. Well, my final thought goes out to the postseason for MLB because it's in full swing right now. The Dodgers went up on the Chicago Cubs 3-0. to We talked about it earlier in the show. But the Cubs won last night, and the Cubs have a chance to win tonight in Los Angeles. Uh, and Baez has got a couple of runs to keep him in the game, and the Cubs are still alive, yeah. Yeah, so they're in Los Angeles tonight. I just wonder if they will actually be able to put together a comeback this season like they did last season and go to the World Series once again. It starts with tonight. It starts tonight in Los Angeles. So if you're not watching anything else, I mean, I'm sure that Thursday Night Football is going to be oh so interesting. But if you're watching, uh, if you're nothing, not watching anything else, make sure to watch that game because it's going to be a huge game to watch. Um, a heavy implication on the line. Dodgers could go to the World Series or the Chicago Cubs can miraculously come back once again. So thanks for listening to the show this week, guys. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, um, also on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. Make sure to give us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes because we are going to be giving away a $25 gift card to Cracker Barrel. And also a $25 gift card to um, the Cheesecake Factory. And to a the... free cheese Chick-fil-A sandwich. Yes, and a free Chick-fil-A sandwich if you give us your email. Um, to a random subscriber or random listener. So uh, definitely share that with your friends, your family, everybody you possibly can. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. It's OOB Podcast. Our website's outofboundspodcast.com, which we should be getting more news about that next week, hopefully. So we'll be announcing something next week on the on the website. And JT, what is your social media handles? You can reach me at JTSaka88. That's at JTSOCKA88. You can email me, email me, excuse me, at JT at outofboundspodcast.com. That's a lot to say. And you can follow me on my personal sports blog. It's www.jttosportsguy.com. Uncle Bobby, what is your Twitter handle? So my Twitter handle is Life is a Big Scam. Uh, every first letter of each word is a capital, Life is a Big Scam. And let everybody know that the Chick-fil-A sandwich will be coming from me, and I will not send you any spam. 
And I will give my email address out that it'll be coming from. It's bobbyp7 at mail.com. Oh. That's bobbyp7 at mail.com. So if you want to send me any spam, I'll accept it because I'll just delete it. But I will not get none from me, but you will be getting a free Chick-fil-A sandwich coupon. Your inbox is going to be full after this episode. Uh, I love reading emails. It's going to be fantastic. If, if you're listening out there, if you got his email address, definitely email him. Just send him something. We'll read some of those emails on the air if we have to, because that would be fantastic. Um, also, listen to us every Saturday from 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time on WBLZmedia.com. Once again, WBLZmedia.com. Thanks for listening to the show this week, and we will see you guys next week. Seven Sports Talk. WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. I'm Stephen Jodderin from Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. Hi, I'm Armand Kafai. Be sure to give us a listen for the best coverage in American soccer. Follow us on Twitter at UncSamSoccerPod and give us a subscription on iTunes and Google Play. You don't want to miss it. Gen Service offers complete electrical service with a reputation based on quality. Turn to them for residential, commercial, and industrial electrical service. Doesn't matter if it's new construction, homes, electrical panels, hot tubs, generators, or a commercial rewire. The Gen Service team is licensed, bond, and insured to put your electrical concerns at ease. For an electrical contractor with 25 years of service, give Gen Service a call at 740-438-7173. With over 30 years of experience, the smart people call on Doug Peffer painting and pressure washing. Interior, exterior, commercial, or residential, Doug Peffer does it all. Is your house looking ug? Then call on Doug. Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. Mention WBLZ Sports and you'll receive a special We've Got Balls discount. That's Doug Peffer Painting and Pressure Washing, 404-966-3361. We are not Vegas, guys. We're just two guys from South Carolina. Making our picks. Doing what we love. That's it. No bunkum, no bullshit. We don't have credit cards of the day. We're not hanging out with Frella Mafia. Even though we wish we were. The Burger and Badass Show. Thursday night from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And Saturday morning from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. Exclusively on WBLZ Sports. 
We got the balls. Danny, I need that ball. Get me the ball. You need the ball. Get me the ball. Get you the ball. Are you going to get me the oh, ball? I'm going to get you the ball. I want 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 the ball.